This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. I think it's time to get a bit of celebration on. Good evening, everybody. Welcome into the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny. It is, come on, kind. We are back. Season 6, episode number 1. Have you missed us? Well, we've certainly missed us, but it is great to be back. And we have plenty in store over the next coming months. We're going to kick things off with the National League. Of course, Kakenny was involved in action over the weekend against Galway. We're going to be chatting to the manager, Shem Kelly, in just a couple of moments' time. We will be reviewing the CCAO results and delving a little bit into its coming near the final. We'll have Leinster action. We'll have All Ireland action later on, and it'll all come culminate later on in the year as well when we get back to the championship. And of course, the Come On Kind team of the year. It was there last year, and it's going to be back for another stint very soon. But it is Come On Kind. We are here in Kilkenny. We're celebrating because yes, we are back. And again. I'm delighted to be joined by Anya Farrell and Paula Dowling. I think for a little bit. Let's enjoy this. Right, enough of that. Time to start putting that down. You're enjoying yourself too much over there, Paula. How are you anyway? You're welcome back to us. Thanks, Martin. Thanks very much. Great to be back. It is. Nice to see a few smiles on the faces as well. Right, I'm going to have a chat to you very shortly, but I have a gentleman holding on the line right now, and that is, of course, the manager of the intermediate side for Kilkenny, and that is Mr. Seamus Kelly. Shem, how are you this evening? Very good, Martin. How are you? Ah, because we are all good, thank God. Celebrating the fact we are back, it's hard to believe we're on season six already. I suppose for you it's hard to believe you're back in the saddle again after the All-Ireland semi-final against Derry, you know, a couple of months later and here we are starting back in the National League. That's it, there's no, there's no rest for the weekend, Martin, isn't there not? There's certainly not. Well, how did the winter go anyway? Because obviously you've been trialling the, the panel, you have new girls in, you have some of the girls returning from last year as well. And not an easy one to kick off the campaign against Galway having to go up there as well. And we might delve a little bit into the match uh, very shortly. But how did the winter go for yourselves with trials and uh, you have a, a couple of new personnel involved as well, I believe, with the backroom team? Yeah, yeah. Look, um, I suppose it's been it's been a bit challenging. I suppose in, in the case that the league has been a lot earlier this year than in comparison to last year, it's probably brought forward by a month. So we kind of had to get back as, as quick as we could, um, and I suppose find where the panel from last year was and who was coming back and, and like some girls are going off travelling and stuff like that. And you know, you know ourselves like the intermediate team can change year year in year out, so it's kind of a rebuild thing. But we've been doing a lot of work in the gym with Bravo Fitness and kind of getting things going again but it's been, it's been challenging too because there's a, I'd say at this stage I'd say nearly half half the panel that's doing at the moment are involved with colleges so you know they're tied up during the week with, with Ashburn or Purcell so it's been kind of it's been challenging in, in that respect but we're, 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 we're in a good place like you know what I mean um, for this time of the year I suppose this time last year you know we were still developing the panel we, the panel wasn't picked for another two or three weeks and we weren't out in the league until the middle of February I suppose the fact that the league for some reason was brought um, earlier this year for the for the second teams is uh, you know it's probably been 
that bit more challenging, you know. But look, not so bad, not too bad so far, yeah. Well, it's challenging in every way then as well, because obviously the weather was challenging as well when you got to Galway. The game was played in Kinvara last Saturday, and if anyone was following on Twitter and looking at the result, twelve points to one, would have thought to themselves. Mother of God, what's wrong with Kikenny? Like, do they get off the bus at all at all? But from what I can gather and believe, there was a hell of a gale in Kinvara um, at the weekend as well. And obviously you were playing against it in the first half as well. Or did you start off a little bit sluggish? Yeah, look, it's it's, it's a combination of a couple of things, Martin. You know, like the wind, the wind was definitely a factor. I suppose to give a bit of context on it, like, I suppose we had, we had clean and warm up in the goal where puck outs were landing on the far 14, you know. So the wind was really catching the ball at times. So... Look, we ended up going against the wind in the first half. We lost the toss, and we didn't really deal with it that well. You know, we got the first point on the board, but you know we were struggling to, to retain our own puckouts, and and then and then we were giving away scoreable frees. You know, in good positions for Galway, and they slotted them over fairly easily. Um, in fairness to Galway, they had I think two or three of the senior panel there as well from from reports I was told. You know, so. Those those girls were well able to well able to hurl and take take their chances under were there. I thought 12, 12 points to one and a half time. A lot of people wondering what was going on up there, you know. But in fairness, in half time game, we just kind of regrouped. You know, it was, it was our first real competitive game of the year. We brought a panel of twenty four girls. Like you know, we're we're still kind of in that that trial phase at the moment. So. There was a lot of girls made their debut too, Martin. In fairness, like you know, I see Lauren Rowan and Rachel Dowling uh, on your own for Carrie Shock made their debut, you know, and even the likes of Kira Foskin there from the Roar from your her 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 debut playing county as well, you know. So, like there was there was, there was a lot of I suppose inexperienced players too, balanced with experienced players, but you kind of have to blood these players now to see where they're at, but. You know, the second half performance was far better and we regrouped again and kind of pushed on. In fairness to Rachel Dowling, she really, really stood up there, you know, brought back three points and she had a goal saved as well. So that could actually level the game for us, you know. But look, I think I think the scoreline was in favour of Galway. They, they probably were more deserving of it than us. In fairness though, Shem, I mean, in the second half performance to outscore them one seven to two points in the second half, it certainly would have brought a lot of positives for yourselves. Oh, and as you yeah. say, with debutants there as well, you'd done the same last year in fairness with the league. I mean, you rotated the panel an awful lot when it came to the matches to try and see where the best team was going to be for the championship. And the league run last year, in fairness to yourselves, like you had a fairly good league getting to the league final. It didn't go so well the first day against Cork. Maybe we should have won it. It went to the re- play Cork did win it then you got your pay back then in the championship against Cork so these matches are vital especially at this time of the year like before the, we even start talking about championship which is a bit silly but realistically that's what we're aiming for oh, look, look the league the league is fantastic and again you can take the positives over that some girls put on the Kilkenny jersey for the first time at Allo level and stepped across the white line, you know. And even though the result didn't go away, you learn you learn from that and we learn from it. Everyone learns learns from it, you know. But it's it's all it's all about that that the famous word that every team uses now, that, that process, following following, you know, taking each game as it comes and, and kinda of learning and growing from it. Now don't get me wrong, you want to go and win every game that's in front of you as well, you know, that's because winning is a habit as well. But you also need to learn and figure out why you're not winning games or pushing on in games too. But look, fairness to the girls, I think They'll respond well from this, you know. And looking, we face Wexford um, this Sunday as well, and um, we'll be able to, you know, hopefully push on and, and see 
kind of, you know, can we can we get ourselves back and can we get a result down in McGregor like, Manor? Yeah, and it's certainly going to be important to have home games as well because they were important to you last year when it came to the fixtures. Um, it helped and to get a crowd. But Gregor Man is a lovely venue as well. You know, the I suppose the supporters are a bit involved in the action. You know, it's nice and close to the the game and the whole lot. But you know, it, it's a fantastic venue that's down there. But it would be nice to get a bit of support out. Oh no, it definitely would. You know. Like the like the thing the thing is like Camogie is becoming a far nearly more enjoyable sport to watch, you know, the like the skill levels on show, you know, at times are unbelievable. And I think, you know, you would you would agree with me on that, like, you know, and I think for, for, for the intermediates as well, just to get that bit of noise behind them would would definitely help them too, you know, and kinda you know, a bit of home support would drive things on a bit more, especially this time of year, you know, it's you know, it's cold January January nights and cold January days and stuff. So look anything any support at all to try to build a bit of momentum would be you know, great like. Well, Shem, we look forward to uh, a productive league with yourselves. As you say, it makes things a little bit silly that you're uh, out a hell of a lot earlier than what the uh, the Division 1 teams is. But I suppose we have to delve a little bit on that because obviously you're there again for the returning year. But if you new manager on the opposite side this year in Peter Chap, clear, how has things been going uh, in the relationship so far between the two of you? I know, myself and Chaps, since he, he was appointed, we've been say, we're on the phone fairly regularly to each other, you know, and again, then I'm, I'm going back in as part of that management team with him and creating that link again between the seniors and intermediates. And I would have took a few of the early training sessions with him as well, just to kind of help things get going, you know. So we've a, no, there's a, there's a good there's a good link there, good communication there, and, you know, he's he's all in for Kenny Camogie, he's all for the best for the girls as well, you know. So, and, you know, he's um, he's different, you know, he brings, he's, he's full of energy. You know, he wants to do it right. He wants to make an impact. You know, he wants to make sure these girls become the best they can be as well. You know, so look, it's it's all positive there at the moment, anyway. You know, and look, it's only funny getting going, and they're out in two or three weeks against Cork at home as well. So look, it's going to be a you know a big challenge for them as well. But look, in general, things are going. Things are going good, going the right direction. We just need to keep them going the right direction now. So. Exactly. We're not going to get carried away either way no, after no. round one of the National League. But listen, uh, well done to everybody. It's great to see you back on the field. Great to, to have, I suppose, the new jerseys on as well because the new sponsor is there with um, Glanbia. Uh, things are a little bit different this year with uh, having the new sponsor on board. But look, we look forward to following the journey throughout the National League. And as always, thank you for being gracious with your time and for returning back to ourselves here here on Come On Coint again and we look forward to next weekend's match. Yeah, look, we'll catch up soon, Maren. Thanks for that. All right. Perfect. That was the Kilkenny Intermediate Manager, Seamus Shem Kelly, having a chat with us there. And I suppose, Oni and Paula, we're going to start with that game because... I mean, it's a bit perplexing to know why these games are on a little bit earlier, but you know, you have the middle of Ashburn and the whole lot when the national or the Division One games are not starting until around the seventeenth of February after Ashburn, but there is a lot of matches to get through. So where is my fixture list here? So in the very league division two B there is six teams here, and this is Clare, Cork, Galway, Kilkenny, Tipperary and Wexford. They each play one another. The top two teams in this group will play in the league final. There's no promotion out of it, but the bottom team will be relegated back down to Division 3B. And all of six teams was out the weekend. Galway and Kilkenny, as we were chatting in Kinvara at the weekend. 14 points to 1-8 was the final score. 12 points to 1, as I was talking to Shem there. You heard that as well at half time. Not a bad start for Kilkenny, to be fair. Oni, we'll start with you. 
Yeah, like I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be fretting over the results of uh, the early stages of a league campaign. I think like to be fair, I think we're going to see an awful lot of new faces on this intermediate squad over the, the coming three, four weeks. And, you know, you're right, it is probably like a hard time as well at the moment for a lot of these players a lot of them would probably be still some of them could be competing in um, post-primary schools Leinster finals All-Ireland semi-finals over the coming weeks and then obviously the Ashburn as well you know there's quarter finals on tomorrow night as well so you know there's probably a mix of a lot of players that probably have a heavy workload over the coming weeks so I suppose it's going to be about balancing that and also getting them game time under their belt with the, the Interest County squad you know by all means listening to um, people that were at the match um, there was a serious gale force wind in the first half and you know 12 points to 1 but then for Kilkenny to come out in the second half and really outscore Galway um, you know it really was a, a game of two halves but again I wouldn't I wouldn't be too worried um, Rachel Dowling Shem had mentioned her there you know yep. <laughs> by looking at the, the Twitter counting scores she really was one that stepped up to the mark there so listen it's going to be an exciting couple of weeks for the intermediates it's going to be very interesting to see where they lie I think the lads would have learned an awful lot from you know I suppose competing very heavily in the in the league last year and getting to that league final and I suppose this year it is going to be about nurturing new players coming in and I suppose you know finalising a team really for for championship Paul I suppose we're not going to get carried away after the first round of the matches <coughs> even with, with a three point loss to Galway like I mean they're one of the top teams in that group as well like ourselves Cork is going to be there or thereabouts like but still um, you know it's early days to be getting teams out there's a lot of movement going on at the minute there is new players coming in there's a lot of debutants coming in there plus we're probably going to see some of the Dixborough players coming on board again now in the next couple of weeks he has a job at the minute to try and marriage the experience and the youth there and this is the best way of doing it through the league matches definitely and I'd say <coughs> excuse me I'd say as well as that he probably learned a lot on Saturday um, he learned a lot about the character of players who stepped up to the mark in that second half in the first half even playing against the Breeze you know who was showing like I mean that's what these the opening rounds of the league a lot of it is a learning process especially when you're rebuilding a panel so from that end I'm sure Shaman's probably delighted with their effort in the second half and probably their effort throughout but he's learning about players and especially when you're trying to blood new players the most important thing is trying to see as much of them as you can and no matter how many internal challenge matches you play there's nothing like playing against a real live opposition and from that he probably has gone through the whole match and he has learned so much about the players that are there that will stand him and like I mean it'll it'll make it very competitive for places when you know in the next playing next Saturday again I mean we would be complaining or getting a bit worried like if they went to Galway and only scored one point coming out of it like in both halves but that wasn't the case but I know. to actually win the second half there on a battle 1-7 to 2 points like it shows that there is potential there within the team as well and there was and there was, there was some movements of players like you had um, Ray Kennedy was in at centre back and like I mean, it's it's, it's trial, and I've I've seen Maria in that position. She's mm-hmm. very good at it. So a lot of it is about learning where the players, mm-hmm. trying out new players, trying out ideas. And like I mean, it's a long season ahead. If you think about, it, they're not going to be out in championship until June? July. Oh, holy God, June or July, I think June it was. July. So it's actually quite a long mm-hmm. season, split yeah. season. I wouldn't call it a split season. No. Three quarter season. Um. So like. Look, you're playing the long game, especially when you're rebuilding. Um, some players have moved on. 25th of May, actually, is when the championship starts. Okay, yeah. so it's not that far away. So, like, I mean, he's season every... And, and to get real game time, now the conditions are going to come into play as well. Um, hopefully this Saturday won't be as, as heavy duty as last Saturday. But, like, I mean, that's part 
of the joys of playing at this time of the year you're also going to probably lose out on players that are going to be involved in Ashburn anybody that picks up niggles mm. injuries things like that so it's important that he tries to get as much player and game time into players and on the pitch as possible um, and that, that's while a good still point. keeping that consistency so that it's yeah. a delicate balancing act I don't envy it it no. is but I suppose the fact that there's no promotion out of this for the Division 2B teams it kind of helps him a little bit that he can move the panels around a little bit move players around mm-hmm. on you you try to want to avoid relegation and mm-hmm. to be in that problem like of dropping down to Division 3B you want to stay in 2B but because there's no promotion like I mean it's a bonus where you go within the the league structure itself like if you're winning matches you get to the league final mm-hmm. like you did last year it's brilliant but I mean it doesn't matter whether you win it or not really because yep. you don't go anywhere and I mean that respectfully yep. but I mean he has that bit of a luxury that he can now bring on the players mm-hmm. and see where you know the likes of On Your Own and the likes of um, Rachel Dowling mm-hmm. you know uh, Lauren East the Kate Lauren Rowan yeah, Kate, Kate was there you last know, year Kate got more game time like, but that's what you want Anna to bring Donnie. these players on yeah like delighted to see Kira Foskin there I was impressed with mm-hmm. her all year with uh, the Roar playing wing forward her work rate with the Roar all year was phenomenal so like good to see that those kind of players yeah. are being acknowledged you know, I'm playing in uh, playing now with the intermediate, so that will mm. stand to hopefully that form will carry through. And a lot of the players that seem to have come into the panel have actually been shown well for their club throughout yeah. the years. So obviously, Shem was around watching the matches. It's during the and year. And there's more to be brought in to, for the next couple of weeks as yeah. well. Like the players that's on the the team sheet is there. Like there's still more to be added to it. Yeah, and I actually think having a new senior management, I think that's actually going to spur on the intermediate players as well because I think it's kind of going to they're going to look at it and it's going to really you know they're going to kind of look at it from a point of view right of somebody new to impress now as well like you know to, to push themselves on and you know it'll be interesting to see you know who exactly because you know there is probably going to be a couple of girls on the intermediate squad at the moment that could potentially move up when it comes to Leinster Championship when it comes to All-Ireland Championship so like yes they're all trying to impress Shem at the moment as well but and like, vice versa yeah, that you might actually have girls in the senior that yeah. might actually be dropping down to the intermediate yeah. like and I think this is why like I suppose like this is why the league is, is so important it's it's really important to look at new players, girls that, you know, as Shem said there, there's a lot of girls in there that I suppose this is their first time wearing an adult inter-county Kilkenny jersey. So, you know, it's obviously a massive occasion for them as well, but it's also it's also an opportunity for them to express themselves, sh- showcase their skill and, you know, put down a marker for themselves and their clubs. OK, let's have a look at the other two matches was in it. We're going to stay, go first to Tipperary and Cork. This game was on in the rag at the weekend and Cork, they are league champions, of course. They beat us in the replay last year they came away with a 110 to 9 points victory against Tipperary in this one is it something that you would expect in early on to have Cork maybe up there as one of the favourites yeah probably you'd have to because yeah. like, I mean, it's such a large county the depth of players that mm. are there um, having won the minor Camogie all for the last two years there's an influx of players coming mm-hmm. through they have the capacity to rebuild and probably they're blooding players every year. Mm-hmm. Um, what you do notice with their intermediate panel is that there does seem to be okay a few that are there for a year or two but they do constantly rejuvenate it. Yeah. And I suppose that shows the level of competition for places mm-hmm. in Cork at the moment. 
And I think they actually, Cork, if I'm mistaken, I think, don't they have a junior intercounty team as well? They compete in a junior Munster Championship anyway. So, like, you're looking at potentially three adult intercounty teams there. So, you can imagine girls are not just going from, say, a minor level straight into an intermediate or senior squad. Like, they're getting maybe that extra year of development at intercounty level. Um, So, yeah, like, I think, you know, everybody kind of looks at Cork at the start of the year and they do kind of be heads on favourites for some sort of a league title, be it at senior or intermediate or whatever the case may be. And, you know, I suppose that's down to as you said like they're continuously like it's, it's, it's like a conveyor, it's a conveyor belt, belt. Yeah, yeah and they're just reproducing strong teams every year well I mean we see the senior panel from last year from Cork like some of the girls that was on the intermediate team was obviously brought up to try and help Cork to uh, to win the All-Ireland which they did do you know and this was um, for them that's what you do want is a conveyor belt but not so much good for the other counties like when you have teams like that and they're bringing them on year after year but look at the pick that they have like it's I suppose unbelievable the peak, but it's, it's their methodology as well is that there's comp- constant competition for places mm-hmm. and when you have that and you well, know that's that that's healthy that's healthy that's that's what you want to have with any team so like I mean that makes a lot of sense to me I can see the logic behind it and like I mean whether you're down as the first name down the cheat sheet or the last name on the senior panel there's competition for everything because you know there's a bunch champing at the bit behind you on another team and behind that team there's another team that's champing at the bit so there's constant competition so like I mean you have to go out and give 110% and be on your game and get yourself together for that. You We're know? talking about chomping at the bit. Another team that will be there is obviously Clare and Tipperary. Clare beating Tipperary in the junior All Ireland last year. They're in Division Two B as well, and they got off to a good start against Wexford, thirteen points to nine victory. And Clare was away in this one. Wexford was at home, so a good start for them. They're they're really that that team itself. They're mm. they're starting to progress, and they're on a high in Clare. A lot of work being done down there. You know that yourself, Martin. You've seen the facilities that they have down there they have their own grounds they have their own development grounds and and it seems to be like they're they're challenging a lot in monster championships mm-hmm. might be making the breakthrough at all ireland and minor level but they're pushing and they're not too far away so you know eventually if they're doing all these things right and there seems to be a big buy in from players down there that it will eventually kick mm-hmm. click and then push forward from there so i'm not one bit surprised with the guard to to clear doing that and away from I home as well. Am. Yeah, I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm actually a bit surprised with that result. I really thought that Wexford would come away with it, but you're right, like there's an awful lot of work going on there. And I suppose getting to an All Ireland final gives them, a, like, okay, I, you know, getting to the All Ireland final will give them that extra bit of confidence. And I suppose it's a team that are really steering towards driving themselves on again this year as well. And it's it, like, I'm just thinking back to three years ago. So that minor team of three years ago, some of the names on the team sheet were mm. familiar to me. So yeah. obviously they're following through it. And again, it depends on the development mm. path that they're working with players and, and getting them um, I know they all take part a lot in say they'd have their 17s Munster mm. and they're involved in that then they go into minor so it's, it's it's gradually giving them time rather than throwing people still at the deep end into yeah. everything and that's the big thing is that you want to hold on to players so you need to allow them to develop at a natural pace yeah. rather than having to force the issue well we have uh, three games that's on obviously we have to mention it as well it's great actually to have uh, two local referees out as well when I say local of course our local neighbours in Carlo with Shane Foley turn myself off there for a minute Uh, Shane Foley and Patrick Murphy out officiating at the weekend and Shane will be out again this weekend so it's all good there we wish them the very best of luck but to this weekend's games on you I suppose for ourselves 
it is going to be a big local derby it was a tight affair last year with only a point in it in the end it is Kilkenny and Wexford this game is going to be taking place in Dr Tierney Park which is in Great Amana 2p or oh, it's actually 12 o'clock throw-in um, on Saturday it's a very early start mm-hmm. for this one how do we see it going both teams coming into this with a loss after round one yeah and I think you know I suppose I think we're probably going to see a, a lot of different faces on the Kilkenny team for this weekend as well and you know I don't think the results I don't like listen I think Shem is just going to be going out and he's going to be looking at the players and seeing exactly who can perform who can perform at this level and he's going to want to try out a few different things and he's not making any you know secrets about that either but you would be kind of fancying Kilkenny to come out of that Greg Namana like we've had so many games down there this year and to be fair to them they're really good at offering up the, the, the pitch as well for, for Camogie games um, Shem himself would be very um, you know he'd he knows Greg the man inside out as well so it'll be very interesting to see when it comes to comes to that but you would be expecting Kilkenny to come away with a victory in it Yeah no in fairness to Tom Holden and the crew down there I mean even for matches and finals to be getting played it's unbelievable like down there but it's actually such a nice venue and this is something that we've actually chatted about Paula that if you go to other venues around in the likes of Tipperary or you know Westmeath even to certain places in Waterford the amount of pitches actually now that need the criteria of having a stand in it is very low in Kilkenny at the minute. It is, it is very low but I suppose look clubs are trying to do their best and trying to you know put improvements in place and everything like that and I suppose it's something that a lot of clubs are aspiring to especially with the nature of the weather and the climate in Ireland at the moment like I mean you're most likely to get about four good weeks in May and that's the end of it and it's lashing for the rest of it and it's not just lashing and sunny or dry or warm it's actually lashing and bloody well freezing so on that end I suppose Well we know Clara and Ballyhale are obviously in the process now of building um, stands as well so that'll add and give us a, a dig out I suppose a little bit but do you agree with Anya with Kilkenny and Wexford do you think Kilkenny is going to have a Yeah I, I do think though that I have a feeling that Shem will go to two pronged approach she'll try and give players experience but he also will definitely definitely be pushing to win it um, knowing knowing this group of players and, and, and him they won't want to have a second defeat on the on the actual uh, team sheet at the moment it'll very much be it'll probably be a slightly different team I'd imagine I don't know but I'd say he might go you know some of the girls like he didn't a lot of the girls that would have been involved last year didn't actually start last Saturday so I wouldn't be surprised if some of them got game time just to give everybody game time into their legs and I suppose he's also probably conscious of trying to balance the workload in between that and Ashburn games and school so it is a very difficult time to be an inter-county manager in between now until roughly about the end of February Yeah it's a nightmare. I mean, we have going to be, this is going to be the last round before obviously the break coming up and we are going to talk about the CCAO games shortly. So there's two rounds going to be finished before the next lot of matches come in. Anya, the next one is going to be the Munster Derby. It is a repeat of the junior final from last year. It is clear against Tipperary. I mean, it was a humdinger of a game last August. Is it going to be the same at the weekend? Who do you see going to come out on top in this one? Yeah, listen, I suppose it is going to be, but you have to look at look at Claire there. I think they're certainly going to want to make an amends. Uh, they're going to certainly look at probably the league as a really start. I know I said I was a bit surprised with the Claire Wexford result, um, but I do think Claire are just that little bit stronger than Tipperary. Now, I do know that Tipperary have got an awful lot of, I suppose, new faces in on the squad uh, this year, but I would be thinking a Claire victory should be in order there. Do you agree, Paula? No, I actually think Tipperary. <laughs> 
I'm not just going against you just because <gasps> there's a surprise just because there's a lot being done there there's a strong cohort of players coming up there seems to be the building momentum mm. within TIP at the moment um, they're after doing a lot of under, at underage levels they seem to be like getting pipped by points two points in matches there's not a lot in it over the last three or four years that's why I think and I see that the names that are coming through are names that would have been involved on inter-county minor teams mm. and things like that that are actually on team sheets now. Actually talk about names and when we're talking about Tipperary Dennis Kelly has announced his panel for the seniors for the forthcoming league and Karen Kendi's missing on it. And Caught Van. Sorry it wasn't Karen it was Caught Van I was looking at yeah. yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe just look it could I'd be just it's just moment. a break. Yeah it's, it's just going. a break to be honest with you. I can't we might even discuss that shortly I mean so you're going for Clare and you're going for Tipperary yeah. on this one right the last game in round two of the national the very national to be league and that is Galway and Cork this is a home game for Galway two in a row at home for Galway this is going to be in Kinvara as well at two o'clock I should say Clare and Tipperary is going to be in Mealick at two o'clock Paul I'm going to start with you this time who do you see coming away with this victory I'm going for Cork no. I'm not going to disagree with you. We're going to go for Cork. <laughs> going to go but for Cork on that. I'm just going by mm. the conveyor belt of players that are there. They're always strong. But then again, you have to look at another side. Galway have had, like they had, whereby they had two teams. How many years ago since the All-Ireland? Jesus. 2020? Yeah, so you've had that three, four years now to rebuild... Their second team, so that should actually be coming through now. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised, but again, weather conditions are going to have yeah. a big input into it because at this time of the year you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. But I do, I just have a feeling that Cork should have enough again. But then again, is is the game in Canvara worth an extra few points to go away? Potentially. I also think it's very hard to, I also think it's very hard at this early stage of the year to judge teams on their league performances. I do think a lot of managers are trying out their players and nobody's going to want to give away anything at this early yeah. stage of the year. No, it's kind of really um, espionage at the mm. moment. It's like, yeah. you know, nobody wants to show their full cards, which is completely understandable, yeah. but still they don't want to lose either. Yeah. So it's that delicate balancing act. And again, you don't know how these teams are affected by. Ashburn games yeah. and all that kind of thing mm. and Purcell Cup and the Mar Cup and everything yeah. else that goes with so you just don't know um, but you probably look on, on paper you will go Cork yeah I think so Okay, so both of you going for Cork in this one. Right, that is the last round of games that is going to be taking part before Saturday the 17th of February when everyone is back in the fold. We'll have Division 1, we'll have Division 2, Division 3 will be starting off. We might even have uh, a Division 4 game in that weekend. Have We'll just have to wait and see. But uh, there is obviously CCAO games that is going to be taking place in between those. But I'm going to delve back on a a little topic that Paula has just tipped the iceberg there a small little bit and that is players breaks I mean you look at Dixborough they've won an All-Ireland final um, great for themselves you know you have the teams in Kerry that's uh, Claire Morris am I right in saying that they, Clan Morris, Clan Morris. Yep. Um, they were the victors there you know you have the intermediate winners as well somebody please give me the intermediate winners off the top of my head cause that was Clan Morris won the intermediate yeah. Clan Morris won the intermediate yeah. um, that was the two that we were looking at yeah so, I mean, there's not much of a break there like between the players going from the club 
now they're going into college any of them that's mm-hmm. there they've been playing CCAO all through the winter now the league is starting up and the CCAO is all going at the one time are we putting too much on the early stages of the league like and I know this is early maybe for a bit of controversy and all but I mean you have such a condensed season and everyone is trying to squash in games there together and obviously you could have players like Rachel Dowling that's still mm-hmm. involved with the Loretta with schools as yeah. well like you take it I suppose the intercounty season runs from January straight through to the middle of August your club season then goes from the end of August and we'll say if you're lucky enough like Dixborough were this year to go right through to December you know August um, September October November December so your club season is run off in four months your club season is run off in four months your inter-county season is run off in eight months then you throw in your colleges games so your colleges games would start in when November-ish yep. now they're, they're back training in September. September. Some of them go back go, go back earlier. So you're talking September till um, the middle of February, usually Valentine's weekend yeah, for the Ashburn. Ashburn. The schools, um, school games, they would start maybe October, would they? Yeah, October, yeah. Yeah, and then like, you know, the Leinster finals, we've only had them in the last two weeks. The All-Ireland fin- semi-finals are next weekend or the weekend after. Mm, yeah, actually the, the Ulster final was only on last Wednesday night. Yeah, so like you're looking at, you're looking at secondary school games being run over the course of another four months. That's not a split season, first of all. It's not. Um, Like, to me, a split season is defined six months each. Personally, that's what I think. Um, And I think we are putting an awful lot of pressure. I do think, you know, and listen, I know every county is not going to obviously have the same numbers as each other. I know the bigger counties are obviously going to have a vaster range of players that are competing at schools level, at colleges level, at inter-county level. But I do think we have to, and like, let's just take the likes of some of the Dixburg guys for the moment. You would have some of them that started back last January with their inter with the Kilkenny um, with the Kilkenny senior or intermediate team. So they played right up until whenever August, J- July, August. You know, for the first time in you know a couple of years, we hadn't didn't get to an All Ireland final. But those girls had to go straight into club games. So they played out a county final in Kilkenny in October. They played out a Leinster final in November and an All Ireland final in December. They then had a two and a half maybe three week turnaround to the first game take Rachel Down for example to the first game of the National League for the first game of the league but she there was also playing in schools game as well when is that poor girl going to get a break she's going to be burnt out she probably has leaving cert on top of that yep she is doing leaving cert yeah do you know so like personally I just think they're not getting enough of a break I do think something needs to be looked at something needs to be condensed in some way or they just need to you know tighten up on, on what they're doing because I just think it's very very unfair especially for a young player like the worst thing that could happen a young player now at the moment is to get a serious injury that could knock them back two three years and not even for like secondary think about Ashburn a lot of the Ashburn teams trained over Christmas Mm -hmm. Um, any of the third levels I keep on saying Ashburn I should refer to them all all of the different ones that they're training over Christmas so that means if you're from the likes of Dixborough Mm -hmm. or if you were from who are they playing at? Sarsfields. Sarsfields. And if you were involved with colleges, Camogie, mm-hmm. you probably finished on that Sunday. May have had maybe a week off, but we're probably back in training then yeah. the minute the exams are over. Yeah, and especially any of the newer girls, I suppose, would maybe be in their, maybe their first year in college. The, their college, it seems, may not know, only have maybe seen them maybe in a club All-Ireland or whatever, but they don't know what they're like playing with the older college players. So are they really being able to give their all? I was listening to an interview that Owen Cody actually did um, with Shane 
only the other night and he basically said like you know for the last couple of years he hasn't had much luck when it came to Carlo um, playing down there that he said that he wasn't able to kind of give his all and he wasn't able to gel with the lads as much as he wanted because he was always with Ballyhale duty because obviously they had got to the last year whereas now this is the first year that I suppose like you know unfortunately for him Ballyhale were beaten in the county final but he was you know more or less able to actually train with his colleges and play with his college more than more than he has in previous years and he was enjoying it more because he didn't have that overload of a club campaign thrown into it and I think we need to kind of look at that as well because the colleges Camogie and Hurling has it's huge in terms of like success and achievement and I think it does build an awful lot of players and as well as that you have to remember that when you're playing colleges you're most likely living with these people you're eating with those people yeah. you're staying that's how you make friends mm-hmm. it's like a, a little family within itself Yeah, it's it's probably at times can even be closer than a club team mm-hmm. because you are probably you'll end up sharing houses with these yeah. people yeah. and, and I'm like listening that. to both of you there now and I mean you are given arguments about the split season and you're on about six months for inter-county or whatever six months for clubs or whatever you now have pundits that's going and even I heard it over the weekend that they want the inter-county season and the GAA extended out the way that they feel it's too condensed and too close that they want the football and the hurling even put out <coughs> into August sometime which is really going to condense even the GAA club season an awful lot more Now the thing is are they looking for it to be spread out further and allow for club, club games. games in between that to have a break? No there was no mention of the club games it was to push the All-Ireland series out further to August and then start the club championships afterwards which I mean people are giving out that that's great six you've and got the facilities Martin mm, yeah. seriously if you have the facilities if you're in a built up area whereby you have an AstroTurf pitch mm-hmm. I'm not even going how hard it is to get an AstroTurf pitch in, in our county right yeah. if you've got the facilities that's well and good but most of the pitches that we're dealing with are the same pitches that you heard winter and summer but like. that's not very fair though in the club player because you take a GEA game they know that the All-Ireland final is taking part in July and they're championship season is probably going to start sometime around August because mm-hmm. they tend to give teams normally two weeks after an all Ireland mm. final. If you push that out, that's less of two to three weeks that you're trying to squash everybody then in to try and get games play it. And what's going to happen is that, right, I know people go on their J1s or on their mm-hmm. student visas, which is great, right? Mm-hmm. Great experience for everybody to go and do it. But you will have more and more players that will go because they'll be able to go travel, play their hurling, camogie, do whatever, then come back for the championship season now for the girls that have been at home and have been slogging away together Mm -hmm. and trying to make up for you know trying to field teams for different competitions you know which are important because Mm -hmm. girls need to get game time during that season while their county players are away but it can cause animosity within clubs because you're going well you were off squand off for the few months Mm -hmm. now I'm just saying it can not everybody no it does but you don't want resentment there that's what I'm just saying because there's a wedge being driven at the minute between a club player and a county player player because everybody feels that the majority of it is I mean we're even within a situation now where you have counties that everybody is saying oh the senior team is number one priority and nobody gives a damn about anyone else's there you know, so I mean, the mm-hmm. last thing you want to do is put a wedge in between the club player. I mean, you take your club players that you have on the county team. You yep. don't want them fighting with the club know. player because the club player is giving out that there's too many county matches going on, and the county players are saying, "Well, we can't train and do anything until our season mm-hmm. is over." Well, I think if like I think if you know, if it's a thing that they're looking to like push out the All Irelands, you know, hurling football, camogie, whatever the case may be, I think it can be. You know, in my opinion, I think that's very disrespectful 
disrespectful to the clubs because I think you have to remember that the, <coughs> the county teams wouldn't have their county teams without their clubs and I think we need to go back and look at looking after our clubs most importantly and developing players to go on and therefore play for our county team and I just think by like you know we've had a, we've had so many conversations about fixtures and things like that and I think like it just feels like from a club player's point of view and I'm not just talking I'm not just talking in Kilkenny and I'm not just talking about Camogie I'm talking about hurling as well I'm talking about all counties and all clubs throughout the country it very much feels like the club championships are being squashed in in a matter of 10, 12 weeks. Yeah. That's three months for clubs that are going back maximum 10, 12 weeks. For clubs that are going back training probably, like I would say a lot of clubs are probably going back training in the next couple of weeks. Some doing whatever. Are, some of them do, are back. Just, do you not feel like it's a little bit the cart before the horse in yeah. my head? Because right, going back years ago, if we go back to the GA family, right? I'll say the GA family because mm-hmm. that includes us all. If you were to go back initially when there was county teams, a lot of them were fielded by club teams yeah. or whoever triumphed within the county or whatever yeah. went on and represented it, you know and then it just seems to have gone it's gone racing ahead of itself and I know we always say the roots to the J family and all the rest of it and it's really important but we need to be very careful to, to hold on to that mm. because in some way what's going to happen is is that you can't afford to have the drain of players that we're having across all codes as is happening now. Yeah. And the reason being is that, look, we all enjoy going down to the pitch. We love the matches and everything. But the main reason we do it is because you have that pride in your jersey and your parish jersey and representing and you aspire to move up the chain and to move up and be on that starting team for your club. But if you're not getting meaningful game time and if you're... Your actual championship is condensed to such mm. a small level. It makes little of the club within itself. Yeah. Like, I mean, you wouldn't have a county team without clubs. Which is and true. I think we all, like, we don't, we're always preaching about it. Mm. But I think sometimes the higher echelons forget about that. And, and like, I mean, if you don't have players, you don't have a county team. Mm-hmm. And if players aren't getting meaningful game time, they're not going to play. Yeah. But you need to look after the county player or the club player as well as the county player. Because if a county player gets injured in the National League and they pull a hamstring or whatever, you're going to be out for four to six weeks, right? But that player is more than likely going to be recovered in time to come back for the championship. But when you go to a club game and you're go and your first game in it and you know God forbid somebody breaks a bone or they fracture something or they pull a hamstring or whatever and they're out for four to six weeks like that's them finished for the championship and you can't like I mean that's that's, it's such a tight window there Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you remember Martin back in the day when when you used to have your, your senior championship was played off Early in the season. So you had your league section of it. Mm-hmm. So And they were very competitive games. Some of the best games were on probably in April. They May, were. But you see, I, I can see pros and cons for that because, yes, there was great games being played early on in the season. But then there was so much of a gap between exactly. the rounds. Like, it wasn't fair. You were trying to get yourself up for a league game to play it in April. And then you weren't having another league game, like, back until June then or something. It, it was way too long of a span. And you see, like, as well as that, clubs are gone very professional mm-hmm. in their ethos and attitude towards getting a team, preparing a team. County teams are professional, yeah. right? And the problem is, is that how do you meld the two of them together to work together so that 
it's the best for both your county and your club. And if you actually look at the, the numbers, right, how many players are involved with county team within a county versus how many people are involved with clubs in a county? But the club team is always going to have more than the county team. But then why does the county teams, I'm just throwing it out across all codes, why do the county teams have, why are we catering for the few instead mm. of the many? I'm just throwing it out there. Do you know the way? These are all the things. It's, I don't think you'll ever get a resolution to it. But it is worth discussing. That's the important thing. Like, do you get oh, it's, it's a debate that's going to be there for a long time with everybody is in it. But you've certainly made some very valid points there, both of you, I have to say on it. Talking about third level games, the Electric Ireland CCAO competitions is in full swing. And we have the latest results coming up there from the weekend's matches that was played before the weekend. We begin with the Ashburn Cup. And in the latest round of fixtures, you UL actually beat MTU Cork by 14 points to 7. TUD in Dublin, who are the holders of the Ashburn Cup, they beat SETUW, which I'm assuming is the Waterford SETU, by 116 to 25. UCC and DCU was close enough, but the Dublin team there, DCU coming away with a two-point victory, 111 to 19. MB Purcell Cup, UCD's second team went down badly to UG, which I think is now University Galway. Am I right in saying that? They changed the names, if I'm not mistaken. Um, UL's second team uh, lost to SETU and Carlo. They had a very good victory there, 2-7-2-4. Of course, they're managed by former Kilkenny Camogie manager Anne Downey. And Mary Oi had a good win over UCC's second team, 15 points to 1-4. In the Father Mar Cup, I'm trying to read this right in here now, MTU Kerry just narrowly lost out DCU's third team by 1-9 to 1-5 while Queen's University Belfast had a huge victory over DCU Docus Aaron's second team in that one 7-15 to 3 points in the Omwale Gone competition UL's third team had an easy victory over SETU's second team by 2-10 to 1-2 and UG's that's University Galway second team had an easy victory over ATU Galway by 210 to 8 points I think is coming up on it here while in the Ashling Murphy round of, uh, of games it was UU2 that's University Ulster conceded actually uh, t- sorry uh, UU2 that's University Ulster got the game from ATU Donegal uh, ATU conceded that one ATU Sligo also got victory over Mary Eye College second team with Mary Eye conceding that game. Queen's University Belfast second team had a high 5-10 to 1-10 victory over University Ulster Jordanstown's third team while MIC in Thurless conceded the game to Marino College in that game there. And we'll just, uh, that was the latest third level games and we have no tables or anything um, on them at the minute to see have you had the tables? Uh, no I was I have the, from the last one but it does put in group one it puts DCU on top with nine points and with a plus five and then in second place is UCC with uh, geez, I haven't done their score but they're on six 
And, I'm uh, assuming the top four teams and that is going to go into the semi-finals of the... No, there's quarter-finals on tomorrow night. Is UL are playing WIT down in UL. They've got a home venue. So have you got them fixtures or... No, I just have that one. <laughs> um, second, Inside info. <laughs> yeah. Well, so in the first group, it's um, TUD who are on zero points and are... Actually, I've got three points now, so they're going up to three points. DCU are on nine points. UCC are on six points. And SETU are on zero nul point. And then in group two, it's UL, uh, UCD and MUT Cork. So uh, where am I? It's a pity we can't get them uh, fixtures up to date like and have the, the tables up to date and the whole lot because it would be great well, to be able to have I just them, worked out the yeah, no, I know that. There, yeah. So Sean Fitzgerald is the chairperson of the CCAO. If you're listening into the podcast or indeed anyone on the CCAO, if you could send us on the fixtures here to ourselves and come on kind, it would be great. And we'll certainly give them a big plug because the big weekend will be coming up for yourselves which is going to take part in Connacht oh good woman yourself we actually do have them so after two rounds See, of right. games UCC uh, have six points DCU yes. have Nine. Uh, six points as well so obviously that was a third round of match and SETU Waterford have no points after two games and TUD in Dublin that hasn't been updated because no. obviously um, that's, that's the, definitely out of date that's the 21st of January so that was prior to the games that were the last round of games yeah so they normally go so if you can update it at all it would be great on that but it's great to see so many teams Martin like I mean initially most clubs only had one team like most colleges now colleges are expanding now some have two some have three and like I mean should DCU have three teams UL have three teams Jordanstown have three teams and, and Jordanstown like are, are it, it's such they have such a strong like there's a PE course up there it's, it's I remember a really actually being up there science. for one of the Ashbourne Cup weekends like it was brilliant yes I do remember being actually, there actually they played the finals in Casement Park it's probably the last time I'd say the college's finals was played in Casement Park yeah yeah unbelievable venue That'll tell you how long now I'm. Yeah, going that's to a long. It's ask, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's but it's 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 just. I know I am, and don't put it out because there's a note coming on the end of it shortly. <laughs> six and zero. Fuck uh, <laughs> off you! But you're six and zero. <laughs> how dare how dare you? Who said that? Jesus, Annie, will you ever stay quiet? You're starting trouble again. Anyway, uh, Leinster minor competitions will be commencing on the weekend of the third and fourth of uh, February with the minor A quarter final meet and Dublin. They will be going in a meet venue. Uh, that is. The down for the Sunday actually the 4th of February with the minor B quarterfinals also taking place on the 4th of February with Leash hosting Carlo in Mount Rat Westmeath will be hosting Dublin B and Kildare will be hosting Wicklow in that one and I suppose just on Leinster fixtures the current Leinster executive will be stepping down um, at a reconvened AGM on Wednesday evening Oh, excuse me. And just to, uh, I suppose, acknowledge the work that has been done by all of the Leinster executive over the last number of years, but in particular with the last three years of Chairperson Linda Kenny, who has done so much in the promotion of Camogie, especially for the Leinster counties as well. As we can see, it's great to have so many Leinster teams participating in games, but also on the front that all of the All-Ireland final 
So this year was actually refereed by Leinster referees as well, which is testament to the standard that is in actually Leinster. Um, so to everybody involved in Leinster Council, and I only got word actually today as well that uh, Liz Donoghue, who's the children's officer, who has done Trojan work and keeping everybody up to date um, with uh, safeguarding and guard vetting and the whole lot, is actually stepping down after five years at the helm as well there. So um, thank you to Liz uh, for her tremendous amount of work. And to everybody else, to Patsy Hedrington, who was treasurer for the last five years, to Barney O'Connor, who was the vice chairman, Brendan Cooper, of course, Mr. Dublin himself, he was the secretary there for a long number of years, and to Ivor Lahan, who was our core delegate there from Wicklow, uh, and Martina McGilloway for PRO duties and taking photographs and all. It's a pity that we can lose so many people as well, but we wish, I suppose, the incoming Leinster executive, which I shall be part of after Wednesday evening, the very best of luck with the season ahead there, and we look forward to that. Um, I suppose that is basically it for this week's edition. It's great to be back. We'll dive into more details. And again, we would love your participation as well. So if there's anything that you would like to get in contact us with about college games, club games, any kind of fundraisers coming up that, you know, counties have that you might like to get a plug out there and maybe get some teams travelling from Kilkenny or Carlow or Wicklow or Waterford or anywhere at all, get in contact with us here through our email address and as always you can do that. It is C-A-M-A-N-C-A-I-N-T that is come on kind at KCLR 96FM.com and myself or Anya will be at the other end of that email and we will reply back to it and we would love your participation in that you can talk to us about anything Camogie related we're not afraid to put things out there we will do so and Paula Dowling is looking I'm at just me wondering, as if she wants to say something do we have a date for the Loretto All-Ireland semi-final against St. Pat's of Mara? Uh, I can't say that's the minute because it could be this weekend I have nothing confirmed yet either so if we get or if it is on the weekend we'll certainly have a plug there and again any budding PR Rose out there that is at any of the matches um, and would like to come on and even with ourselves and review some of those games because obviously we can't be everywhere we'd love to hear from you as well do get in contact with the email address below you can get in contact with me via Twitter or indeed through the come on kind as well I am always there um, or you'll get me here at the station as well and we will delve into things as much as we can but we love being back it's great to be back it is the 29th 30th of January it's hard to believe it we were only off for a couple of weeks but we are back we celebrate it it's great to have the women back in studio again we hope to add to our panel this year for the review and the I suppose analysis. analysis. Thank you um, of all the games to come into it. But Paula, Asher, look, it was in it earlier on, and I mean, we have to do it again because we are going to sign out. Just go on. before we go, hard luck to Johnstown at the weekend. Klaus Ver who got beat in the All Ireland semi final, and I don't know where the New Ross girls out. They got actually beat as well. Ursuline. I think yeah, some of the Ursuline were out as well. They won, and um, we would have some of the players from up. Norton Kenny would be involved with that they won so well done to them and I don't think the New Ross team was out but if they were apologies I didn't get the actual result from that but um, it's great to see so many schools team like one, two, three four different teams oh, out on 
They're playing the Dominican College in Griffith Avenue in Dublin uh, in Neuros on this Saturday the 26th. Oh, well, best to look to them. At 12 o'clock. Best of luck is right. Okay. We had we saw you dancing there earlier on. It's a pity we don't oh, have sorry, a camera that here. Last Saturday, I apologise. That was last Saturday. St Mary's New Ross won six twelve to one ten. So New Ross won. Burlington to an honour and final fair play to them. That's St Mary's. That's not our Lady of Lourdes, which is what the majority of our players oh, will be playing right, in. Um, but anyway, we will double check everything out for you. And again, if you are listening and you have results or whatever, please do get in contact with us. Paula's here in the studio. She was dancing to this earlier on. But why not? We're back. It is Come On Coins. It is season six for myself, Martin Quilty, Anya Fahey, Anya Farrell even, and Paula Dowling from the KCLR studios. We'll be back again next week. Enjoy and let's celebrate a bit more. Bye for now. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey.